If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Still to come on the show, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. We'll ask him about the NFL draft and we'll ask him about his time on The Bachelorette. Was it rigged? Was it authentic? (laughs) Were you upset when you got eliminated? These are the things I want to know about. Draft schmaft. Me too. too. As my mother would say. How Uh, much coaching do you get from producers and stuff? You know what I mean? About that. Why don't we have him on for? No, I was gonna say. Let's do. Let's do two seconds. Let's do two. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to Paul Spore, because I can't wait to talk baseball with Paulie. I just wanted to clarify uh, because we were talking at the end, and Kelly had his moneyline parlay, and. If you've listened to a numbers game long enough, you know nobody loves a good tank like I do. Tank of Palooza 2018, one of the great betting stretches here, because that was when tanking was really tanking, when the uh, worst team in the NBA draft got 25% of the ping pong balls, and then there was a drop-off. And if you remember, no one tanked better than the Phoenix Suns that year, who went 0-27 down the stretch against other non-tanking teams. Devin Booker with random hand injuries. They ended up drafting DeAndre Ayton number one in the subsequent draft. Now, since then, the NBA has changed the rules. So here is my cautionary tale for everybody who's like, oh, it's tanking season in the NBA. San Antonio's lost 16 in a row. Houston's lost nine in a row. 
Detroit's lost, a, uh, you know, five in a row. And now Charlotte just lost LaMelo Ball. Well, here's the problem. Problem when it comes to this tanking narrative. So if you finish in the bottom three, you get 14% of the ping pong balls each. If you finish fourth, you get 12 point, fourth, fourth worst, you get 12.5% of the ping pong balls in the NBA draft lottery. The problem is if you look at the standings, there's no one quote-unquote competing with those teams at the bottom. So, it, I guess what I'm saying is, San Antonio's won 14 basketball games. Houston's won 13. Detroit has won 15. Charlotte is fourth with 20, and then it's a jump up to 26, So, which is Orlando. So, yeah. I guess what I'm saying, Kelly, is these teams that are tanking, yes, they're losing, but between now and the end of the season, they have leeway to win basketball games, and it won't matter. Oh, I think there's I, – I, yeah, no, you're right. I think there is the – I think it's the time of now in the past week or two where you're seeing these teams – Yeah, I mean, I think you're I get, seeing the Spurs and Rockets go into that yeah. mode, but you're right. In, in uh, you know, a week from now, a week and a half from now, they might be completely out of even uh, contention with these so other So people teams. really, like, stop with the tanking narrative because it doesn't make sense mathematically. These, these teams can show up when you least expect this year. So don't go crazy with that. Let's talk some baseball. Yes. Paul Spore joins us, ladies and gentlemen, from Fangraphs. At Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R. Just puts a smile on my face to see him with his Expos hey. hat. Look at that. Montreal Expos vintage cap. How you doing, Paulie? I'm great, Gil. It's baseball season. It's time. We're back. We were, we were joking about you on uh, Twitch earlier when we were introducing you. And uh, Chris Felica, the bear, now on Fox Sports. He, uh, he, he wrote, he goes, uh, he goes, today on ANG, we have Paul Sporer to discuss his massive comeback last night on Twitch against his fifth-grade opponent on Dynasty Baseball. <laughs> Do you like that? So I should introduce <laughs> you next time. Uh, how's the Twitch thing coming? Paul, it's going Sporer, great. What is it? Sporer.tv? It's just Sporer. No, Twitch.tv slash Sporer. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. The funny thing is the fifth grader would smoke me. <laughs> he, would, he or she would. I mean, the, the, yes. the, yeah, the, the, kids, the kids are the ones that are going to get you. You know, I got I got a much better chance against somebody my age or older. Twitch.tv slash Spore for all of that. And we would there watch it during primetime action. We would actually watch it off air. It was awesome. All right, let me begin. Before we even get into your bets, let's start with rule changes because I want to see if any of these might indicate some sort of macro way to bet early in the season. And we'll go through the uh, rule changes. Do we have the graphic, Kelly, for, for the rule changes in baseball? Obviously, yeah. there are multiple. First of all, bigger bases increase from 15 mm-hmm. inches to 18 inches on each side. Let's not sleep on that one. But then there's the shift limitations. I got to be careful how I say that. Must have yes, two infielders. <laughs> must have two infielders on each side of second base um, until the, uh, the, the pitch is thrown, I believe. And uh, then they can start moving. Pitch clock. 15 seconds when bases are empty. 20 seconds when runners are on. And then, by the way, there's the reverse of that, which we've now seen really manifest in exhibition season, which is then the batter's got to be in the box before it's eight seconds. Yep. Then there's pickoffs. Pitchers limited to two, quote-unquote, disengagements. I like that word, per plate appearance. Now, uh, we've seen a game end as a tie in, in mm-hmm. the uh, preseason year, in the exhibition season. Grapefruit, cactus. Um, do you believe this will be enforced similarly, obviously not with a tie, but that it will be enforced just as conscientiously once the regular season begins. Let's start there. Right when it begins, yes. Will it last all year? It could start to fade a little bit. That kind of happens with some of these rule changes. We get set in our ways and get kind of get back to uh, the way it used to be. But, I mean, with the clock there, you can't really ignore it. 
So it'll be pretty hard to not keep keep going with that. But maybe the eight seconds with the batters because they don't have a clock there. Maybe that starts to get a little bit of a, a you know a peel back on it. But I think once the season starts, yeah, this stuff's going to be pretty intense uh, off the jump. I don't know if I don't know if we if that can trigger any betting. This one, I don't think so either. Yeah, this one might though, and I, I floated this to Josh Towers at at one point, which is the the pitch the the pitching limitations the 15 seconds when the bases are empty the 20 seconds when the runners are on i sort mm-hmm. of floated the theory let's let's take relief pitchers let's take closers like i used Aroldis Chapman because Aroldis Chapman is the guy that i think of as he throws a pitch then he takes a walk around the mound right before he gets ready to throw another 100 mile per hour i'm wondering if it affects flame-throwing relievers, like closers like that, who will now not get that time in between pitches, will have to throw quicker, and totals, let's say, might be artificially muted early on before books adjust. Am I reaching? No, I think there could be something to that on on the macro. It's going to be hard to know exactly who. There's going to be certain guys for sure. Uh, one of the big reasons that Velo's up over these last, what, 10 years or so, or just kind of keeps going up year after year, is teams learn that, you know, we were talking about video games earlier. Basically, when you're idle in a video game, you regain stamina. Well, that's the same thing in real life for mm. pitchers. The longer you take in between pitches, the harder that you can throw. And so guys have slowed down big time. Pedro Baez is probably the most chronic offender. You can literally go get a snack, use the restroom in between his pitches and not miss a single bit of action. It's going to impact some of these guys for sure. Others are going to take to it just fine. They're going to get in their rhythm. They're going to go, go, go Mark Burley style. That's more on a starter versus reliever thing. I do think that there are going to be some of these flamethrowers because, you know, you saw with Aroldis Chapman, everyone says, oh, you know, he still throws 96, 97. When you throw 99, 100, no matter what it is, if you lose three miles, even if the, the level you come down to is still good, you're losing three miles off of where you were, were great. And so anybody that's losing multiple miles per hour because of this is going to be hit. And, and so we will see impacts with it. And I do think totals is probably the best that you can get, or maybe in, in game betting in game where you're totals, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of watching those in game totals and you know, the three flamethrowers are coming out and all three of them, you know, might be hit. You can go the other way with it. So yeah, I think that's probably where you could best leverage that right now. I agree with that, and that's why I bring it up because you know we're looking for any possible edge we can get and get a, getting ahead of any books adjusting. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of ifs. You know, if they enforce it as they are now, if they're consistent with the pitch clock, you know, and it just doesn't you know somehow fade away into oblivion. So there's a lot of ifs. But if you're looking for a way to perhaps exploit early in the season, that might just be it based on 2023 season rule changes. Um, I agree. All right. Let's talk then about, you know, because you have access to books now and you're, you're looking at different bets. Shall we begin with season win totals? Let's start sure. there. Yeah. What's the, let's start with, we have a few minutes here to talk about your favorite over bets. What are, what are your favorite overs? You know, I- I'm a stupid person, and so I don't learn lessons when a team burns me. For example, let's say I would foolishly, I don't know, pick this team to win the World Series, and they just blow up spectacularly with like a 14-game losing streak in the middle of the season. Most people say, okay, well, I'll stay away from I won't touch that hot stove again. I put my face on the hot stove, and I'm going to go with the Angels. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Oh, Jesus. Over 81 and a half. I still believe in this team. Well, I, I re-believe in them because if they had stayed status quo, no shot. Um, 
but the fact that they've done moves and I've liked their moves, they still have two of the best players in all of baseball. I'm back on the angels here. I, I like the additions of, of Tyler Anderson, um, you know, full season of Jose uh, of Reed Detmers, potentially Jose Suarez. I like the Brandon Drury and Hunter Renfro pickups full season of Taylor Ward. He was hurt once he came back and got healthy again. He was great. I'm back in on the angels. Wow. You put your whole face on it. Just like you said. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. One of these years is going to be right. Um, Maybe. Maybe any, not. any other overs you like? Uh, this one's tough because of their division, but I, I really like the baby snakes. I mean, on the, the diamondbacks over 74 and a half. And, you know, I just think this team has a ton of talent and it's not just their offense, which they should kind of flex last year. There is more beyond gallon. Now I hated the re-signing of, of Zach Davis. Cause he takes a spot from one of these young guys. They got Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, Brandon fought all three that I think could be impact guys. And they basically took a spot from one of them right now. All three of them are battling for the five spot. Nomad bum's going to get his chance at innings there. As long as he's pitching, uh, but Merrill Kelly's solid. So if you're looking at gallon, the youngsters, Kelly and, and Bumgarner, it's not bad either. Bullpen isn't very good, but they don't need to be a great team here. I think they started to show where they're at. 74 is what they won last year. They only have to win another game or two, in which I definitely think they can, because I think at least the top of the division has come back a little bit. How Well, I'll, I'll save this question for after the break, because I want to get into the weeds, because I do, you know, when I do season win totals, I rely a lot on Pythagorean theorem, Bill James Pythagorean yeah. theorem, not the stuff you learned in geometry class in 10th grade, uh, and uh, base runs, and I'll, I'll just want to get your thoughts on that. We'll get to... Uh, any other overs Paul might have, but certainly his unders on season win totals and his futures plays as well. Anything else he's betting as spring training is here. Grapefruit, cactus. Uh, a lot of people love betting exhibition baseball. I'm not one of those, but some people swear by it. Uh, if you can get ahead of that information, that's a way to play it as well. War with Paul Spore. Futures plays for the 2023 season next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out, though. It's a limited time offer. You should know that, and you should act now. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Uh, a whole bunch of tweets to get to, but I just want to read this one because this has to do with Pauly. Uh, Scott, New York, Mess 16. Last year, I thought Paul Sporo was not old enough to partake in adult beverages, but today he looks like a private eye in disguise. The stash is incredible and the Clark Kent style glasses. The man has style. And with that, we bring in Paul Spore back kind enough to join us for a couple of segments. Paul, we're going to have to have you on for that. multiple segments this week. Is there, Are you amenable to that if we have you back? I am. Okay. I am indeed. Is the mustache thicker, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's getting better. I thought, I thought it was. Less of a dirt stash. What does a girlfriend say about the mustache? She likes it? She, co- she cosigns. Cosigns. Okay. Yeah. I thought it looked good last time around. I think it looks yeah. even better now. Paul Spore, by the way, that. Thank can you. I just, uh, for, for the new audience, Paul Spore is six foot five inches tall, ladies and gentlemen. He's built like Chris Sale. Yep. Or that those inflatable men yeah. out in front of uh, out in front of you know car dealerships. He's our tallest guest, so lest you think he does not get adult beverages, he will tower over you. Uh, I'll be okay. carded forever, That's, but I also don't drink. <laughs> I'm looking it. forward to the first time I get to meet Paul in person, Gil, because yeah. you have brought this up multiple times, and yeah. it's still going to surprise me when I see him in person. The first time how Paul about, and I next month. The first. Yeah. Oh, you're, com- you're coming in next month. I'll be in Vegas next month. Beautiful, dude. Dude, can I get you down to the South Point? I know it's a big ask. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. First time. Hell yes. First time Paul and I ever met in person was in an airport line in McCarran Airport. And oh, it was one of those ones that weaves back and forth. So, like, it became kind of awkward. Are you we serious? Like, had to, like, hey, hey, no, again. Just <laughs> yeah, so, and, hey, like, we hey. didn't want to be rude to yeah, each other. But can't be like, rude. not saying anything else to hey, each other. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Nice to see you again. Um, all right, so you like the two overs. You like, good, good God, God, bless your heart. You love the Angels again over. You like the Diamondbacks over. Were there any other, other overs, or those were the two? No, I got uh, I got another one that you're gonna make fun of. Okay, but um, I got the A's. Oh, Look. well, that's not that. I mean, that's that's a sh- how can we put this? A low bar to get over. True, true, it yes. is. So, like, you know, it's fifty nine and a half if you shop at six. I think sixty at DraftKings, but then I saw another site that had fifty nine and a half. So, uh, I don't think they're worse than last year. I really don't. And you know, one of the things I, I basically lost this kind of bar bet with my with my podcast co-host because he was saying, "Oh, they're going to be so terrible." It's like I know it looks bad on paper, but they don't ever really bottom out with hundred loss seasons. Their last one hundred loss season was seventy nine, and so of course they dropped one on my face last year, and I and I was definitely wrong. But they're going to play a bunch of those young guys. They have some decent veterans. I think it's going to be standard issue crap where it's like upper 60s, low 70s, um, I don't think they'll be that bad again. I think a lot of their their guys are going to start, you know, their young guys are going to play and be decent. Yes, they might trade off some pieces, but it's not like some ringing endorsement of Oakland. It's just that I don't think they're that terrible. They don't usually sink as low as they did last year, and I think they'll start their slow trek back up this year with a few extra wins. Real quick for people who are new to this, uh, Bill James' Pythagorean theorem is, is essentially a tried-and-true formula of Team scores this amount of runs in a season. They give up this amount of runs in a season. And based on that, they should have a, a expected win percentage. And to the degree that you that you uh, overperform that or underperform that, you can sort of make assessments of where that team starts at a baseline moving into the next season when you're assessing season win totals. It's also the case with sequencing, um, which has different sort of permutations, but let's just call it sequencing. Um Four events can happen every inning in a base. Let's just use four events in a in a baseball mm-hmm. inning, half inning. Let's say uh, the sequence of those events are home run, uh, walk, 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 strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. You end up with one run. But if you reverse those same seven elements and it's walk, 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 home run, strikeout, 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 you score four runs. And so there's completely different. Yeah. yeah, there's sequencing good fortune and bad fortune, both in offense and defense. And based on how a team does with that in a year, you can sort of project forward in the next year. How much do you rely on both of those things? I think they're both very important. I look at both of them. I'm always looking at, at Pythag. You know, I play a lot of uh, out-of-the-park baseball, and, and they put that in there as well. Um, so you can kind of know how your team's doing wow. and, and have, have an idea there. Yeah, and they, I mean, they do the whole standings breakdown. You have your one run, your extra innings. And so, you know, when we have a bad team, and I'm, you know, when I'm streaming and we have a bad team, and we're like, why are we 15 games over? Oh, it's because we're 22 and one in one run games <laughs> or some garbage like that. that so is I know awesome there's going to be regression. That. That's oh, awesome. That's great. Listen, yeah. out of the park baseball, I play MLB the show and out of the park baseball, two vastly different experiences, but actual GMs in baseball yeah. play out of the park. Some like cut their teeth on it, learned how, and I'm not saying it's the same as running a team, but you get a lot of the similar experiences. I've learned so much on how to manage a roster, an MLB roster that's actually helped me with fantasy and, and kind of guessing who's going to be called up and who is going to be down longer because, you know, there's not a 40-man spot open. So, yeah, I, I can't sing the praises of OOTP high enough. That said, I also work for them now, so yes. it's more of just promoting a place I work as opposed to a game that I've always loved. You were, you, I remember when you had that announcement. You work there now at OTP. You, you are the yes. most fascinating man in baseball. Dude, you should have an intern that should just follow you around and learn the game of baseball. Boy. 
I could use that. <laughs> okay. Well, before you get, before we solicit interns, uh, let's let's do. I'm really curious to hear about your unders on season win totals because specifically, there's a couple clubs that, including myself, people are really bullish about, and I'm wondering if you're going to go contrary. And I'll save those to uh, to the end in case you uh, don't name them. But what are some of your favorite under bets? I'm kind of down on the Dodgers, mm. and so they're 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 the main one right now. Um, this is even before the Gavin Lux news, which is devastating. I'm so bummed about that. I love Gavin Lux. Was actually big on him for the, for a big breakout this year. Now he's ripped up his knee. It looks like it's looks like he's cooked. Um, they don't have that Avengers lineup anymore right now, where it's you know one to nine. You're wh- where's the out? Um, it's half and half. I, I think it's you know half excellent lineup and then half the these are on the 2023 Dodgers and it's not because they're bad players it's just because of the level that we've expected from the Dodgers. They also don't have the extreme pitching depth. Now they do have some youth and if that youth comes quickly, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, Ryan Pepio, Andre Jackson, that could give them that depth. But as it stands right now, they've got. A crusty ace who is probably a 120, 130 inning guy. Woodyhouse and Gonsolin are susceptible to the the shift alterations. I love Thorne. I hope they regenerate him. But are they going to find four miles an hour of velo? Are they going to find a swing and miss breaking pitch that he hasn't had? If they do, that'd be great. I would love it. It'd be another checkbox on, box on Mark Pryor's resume. So I'm rooting for it, but I'm not sure I see it. Can Dustin May go more than, what, 130? I mean, we've never fully seen it. They're going to have a good bullpen because they're always good at building the, a good bullpen. But I, I just see, you know, a, a good team here. I don't necessarily see the powerhouse untouchable. So 96 and a half, 95 and a half. I think the Dodgers are going to come in under this year. I think they're going to let the kids play and it's going to be a bit of a good, not great year. Yeah. for I mean, for years we would, you know, when we do season win totals, we would always be really cautionary when it came to teams that had really high season windows. And then the last few years that were the haves and the have nots have sort of gotten wider yep. and wider these these season win totals have gotten into cartoon areas. And so now, you know, the notion of going under on any team that has 95 and a half used to be like, oh, yeah, sure, you do that. But with these days, when you do, when you say that about the Dodgers, there is, you know, the con, the common person now says, oh, boy, it's the Dodgers, though. That, that didn't I, used to I, be how our brains worked, though. I understand that totally, yeah. but I do think that some of the have-nots are, are going to rise up yes. and, and, and get a few more games. You know, obviously I mentioned the Diamondbacks, so those two mm-hmm. kind of go hand in hand. The Diamondbacks can help me win. The the Dodgers won. And, you know, they also don't get to just beat up on Colorado uh, all year this year as much with the less balanced schedule. Yeah. Again, it's not it's not completely changed. But, yeah, yeah. I just think some of these lower teams are going to write, you know, yeah. it has been that haves, have-nots. But yeah, I gave the A's. I gave the D-backs. I think that um, the Royals have a chance to be somewhat decent. Um, I think the Rangers are a team that's on the come up. And so I see some of the, and the Cubs, I think, could be a team that goes over 80. I didn't pick them as an over, but I, I like yeah. a lot of what they did. So I do think some of these teams are going to rise up, pull down from Braves, Mets, Astros, Padres, Dodgers, no, et cetera. Just to be clear, that I was sort of corroborating that, that, that we've gotten into this weird three- or four-year range that was not the case before that, right? So what mm-hmm. you're talking about was more conventional thought from years ago, um, and maybe we've just gone through a little historical anomaly. Any other unders real quick? We have about a um, minute. The Phillies. Uh, I'm going with the Phillies on, you know, kind of the World Series hangover thing. I know they didn't win it, but they went all the way. They obviously played a bit over their skis there in the playoffs. They got hot at the right moment. Um, 
Trey Turner's a big ad, but he's only a half-year ad because for the first half of the year, he's essentially replacing Harper. Obviously, the makeup of their skills is different, but it's not it's not a raw ad the way bringing in a player like that normally is because they lost their other super-duper star. And so I like, you know, their two aces out front, but, you know, I, I'm not sure that they're going to push 90 wins. It's 89 and a half is what I'm seeing. I think they're a decent club, but I think they're probably closer to a repeat, if not a few, few wins off of the 87-win pace from last year. All right, Paulie, I'm glad you didn't say Orioles. I'm glad you didn't say Rangers. That was what I was worried about. Love, the love the Rangers. Yeah. They were the kings of Pythagorean theorem and sequencing from this past year in terms of underperforming mm-hmm. that. Uh, let's have you back later in the week, if not tomorrow, okay? Sounds great. My man, Paul Spore. Great to see you. At Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter. The most fascinating man in baseball. Love, Paulie. Uh, we'll come back. Mike Renner, the NFL lead draft analyst over at Pro Football Focus and former Bachelorette contestant. Next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. In addition to new shows, VSIN will kick off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSIN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. The VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast is some of the best college hoops analysis around, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Host Tim Murray hosting three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-host Matt Humans and Adam Burke. And then there's the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast featuring Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And hope you were able to hear all the new VEASAN shows that uh, kicked off yesterday. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Always appreciate it. Uh, where do I begin? Uh, Frank Doyle. Billy Levi's? Why haven't we locked into Billy Jeans yet? He doesn't like your Will Levis nickname, Kelly. Hmm. That's fine. You can. Everybody's allowed to have their own. You're allowed to have your own. I'm Billy Levi's. Mm-hmm. WCGR. Did I miss the tennis dog? Might have turned it out on. Uh, turned it off on accident. Digging into work. LOL. Yes. Taylor Townsend plus one forty against Lone Stevens. Pat Taylor at PT's Best Eggs. Adele Fosmu was fantastic. Chrissy Andrews' book, uh, My Brother. Easy page turner. Hoping Chris writes more like this. So talented. I couldn't agree more, Pat. I, I would go on and on, but I already did this morning. I'm so impressed. It was so well done. Uh, Adele Fosmu, My Brother. Available at Amazon or check out Andrews Sports for a quick link to get the book. Uh, Bobby Geddes. I like how earlier you said, stay tuned for when Kelly Bidlin reveals his pronouns. I'm still waiting to find out if this was a head fake. All of them. <laughs> I'm selfish. It's all the pronouns? I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll just, Dave Dwyer, help me make sense of this tweet, Kelly, at uh, Double uh, Questberry. He says, a numbers game is the only VEASAN program carried by my cable provider here in New York. I'm missing out, but thankfully thankfully, we have your show, Gil. What? That took, I don't know how that's working for you, but. That, that took like three turns. Yeah. Uh, let's I'm see. I'm glad to hear, Maybe. Jason H11 chiming in. He goes, at home due to snowstorm that won't stop. Just texted my boss. I'm Galladay to make it in today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Adam Burns says, sudden money on CJ Stroud for the first pick. Who posted a new useless mock draft to get some clicks? And Jay Green points out, look what you started, Gil. Did I do that? No useless mock draft, Adam Burns. That might have been us. Uh, and this one is from Charles in Connecticut. 
What you just said about Tankabalooza after the All-Star break, I thought about Tankabalooza 2023, but came to the same conclusion. As uh, the standings and lottery rules are, there is no incentive for the bottom four to tank this year. So nice to hear my thinking lines up with the master. I think he's calling me the master there, Kelly. I think you're the master because you you kind of jumped in front of what I was saying. Yeah. I was Correct like, me. I was like, hold off, Kelly Bidlin. Hey, you. Caution, caution. Caution, yellow light. Yellow light. Do we have our guest ready? Yeah, Mike's ready. Oh, we do. Mike do. Renner, everybody, from Pro Football Focus, their lead draft analyst. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Hey, Mike, listen, I, I we used to do a show, Kelly and I, at night called Primetime Action. You were kind enough to join us on that. So I just want to ask you in advance, on a scale from I can't stand it to I love these questions, are you open to a bachelorette question or two before we get into the draft? <laughs> I am a little dated at this I think that was like five years ago. Five uh, years ago. Yeah, what? Yeah, I'm just curious about a couple things. One, um, how heavily fakely, oh, I don't know if fakely is right, how heavily produced, in other words, how much of this was authentic, that you were just going after the bachelorette of that of that period, and, and it was just, you know, a free-for-all? Or was it like producers pushing you along to do X, Y, or Z? Um, I, I will say pretty much everything you'll see on the show, like conversation wise, they put you in a p- spot and told you to talk about it. There's very few stuff, uh, that's really organic in that nature where it just, Oh, it just came up, you know? So I, I think that's one of the biggest things that was mm. eye opening for me. Um, but, but I will say like that they will suggest you do things. You don't have to do things, but like you, you pretty much a lot of the actions are, you're still your own. You're still pretty much in control. And some guys are more open to persuasion than others. That is an outstanding answer. Really I think we've is. I think we've broken some news here this morning, it, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, that that was a great answer. Michael, my exit question before we get to the draft, Mike. Um, were you were you heartbroken that you didn't get the girl in the end, or were you thrilled to be off the show? <laughs> uh, I, I will say it was nice to go home after that. It was it was a relief to not be. Uh, to basically just like have modern technology again. So you don't have a phone, you don't have TV, you don't oh. have anything while oh, you're out there. Wow. So it's like coming back to society. So that part was a relief, but I was hoping to, you know, find love. I was there for the right reason. So that that part was disappointing. Mike Renner, full hour on The Bachelorette tomorrow on the I was show. Say, we need like three oh more segments God. that he doesn't want to do. But yeah. I didn't know <laughs> they were like right. sequestered like that. I didn't That's know amazing. that either. You didn't have a phone? Oh, it's torture. Jeez. All right, Mike, let's talk some draft. Uh, I know it's a come down from the Bachelorette talk, but let's talk some draft. Where does this, how does this feel right now? If the draft were being held today, how do you think this goes at the top? I think we see quarterbacks go quickly. Um, I think if the number one pick's getting traded, uh, I would be very surprised if it doesn't. And then I think you see QBs go one and two. Uh, unless the Bears obviously trade with the Texans. And then I think you see Jalen Carter and Will Anderson in that order be the first two position players drafted. So, I feel confident about that. I couldn't tell you for sure which quarterback it's going to be, but uh, I, I do think at the moment that's how I see it going. Two QBs in the top four, probably two position players in the top four um, is how I'd expect it to start. By the way, for those watching us, this is a Mike's latest mock draft, which is from a couple weeks ago, so he uh, will reserve the right to change on his uh, next mock draft. But right now it's uh, Young and Levis at the top, followed by, as he just mentioned, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson going three or four, the Bears in a projected trade. If I said how many, and you know, you know these things, we can bet on them, Mike, as I'm sure you you are well aware of. 
Um, you can follow Mike at PFF underscore Mike at Pro Football Focus as his lead dra- as the lead draft analyst over there. If I said how many quarterbacks go in the top ten, and the number were set at three and a half, is that an over? I think I'm leaning over at this point. I I truly am just because of kind of where those fringe guys or what what those fringe guys have. Uh, you know, I think the guys you expect to be drafted in the top 10, I think CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, I think those are those guys going top 10. I feel confident about that. But then Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, like they have the arm talent, the mobility. They have like all those tools that the high-end guys in the NFL have that someone's going to buy into. Um, and so I, I do, I would lean over at the moment just because of that, just because of that. And then the desperation around the league, I don't think we're going to see the quarterback carousel we quite saw last year where everyone ended up finding their guy and then there was really no more need. No, I think there's going to be a bunch of need around the NFL for the quarterback position uh, when it's all said and done, when kind of the chips fall. And then you'll see that obviously playing out in the draft. Yeah, and I was going to say, isn't that the macro statement? No, we can't emphasize it enough that these teams, perhaps somewhat justifiably, right, you're nothing in this league without a great quarterback, that they'll covet, like Anthony Richardson, if you talk to the average college scout, will be like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's not going to do X, Y, or Z necessarily in the pros, but some team will just fall in love because they're that desperate enough, and he will go top ten. Yeah, and it's it's no it's not too dissimilar from taking like you know a Trayvon Walker last year number one. It's like that guy is not you know he's not a complete pass rusher. He wasn't a you know an elite impact player at the collegiate level, but what he could be is kind of what everyone's thinking. I, I think a lot of people are more accepting of if you're not necessarily uh, worrying about how they play the game right now and buying more into it, especially quarterback position, buying more into what they could be in our offense as opposed to the offense they ran in college and with our talent and with, you know, three or four more years of development because so few guys really hit the ground ready to play in the NFL's quarterback position. So you might as well bank or bet on those guys that can reach that very, very high end that then wins you Lombardi. Who's the first wide receiver to go, do you believe? I used to be Quentin Johnson. I'd be very surprised if it's not Quentin Johnson at this point. He's just athletically in another stratosphere from the rest of those guys. What do you do with Bijan Robinson? Does someone take him first round? Oh, someone's definitely going to take a first round. I think he might even go higher than, like, we want to admit right now just because he's, he's special. And a lot of teams are still just, I don't want to say set in their ways, but, like, they, they still are willing to take a running back in the first round. They, it's an easy W. Like, you can point to his stats. He's good. We hit on that pick whatsoever, even if the value uh, proposition has been proven over again and again that it may not be there and that we see teams win with, you know, our running back by committees again and again, the NFL level, someone's still going to try to go for that bell cow guy. So I do think he could go even as high as like eight to the Falcons, just because the Falcons are obviously the run heaviest team in the league last year. Wow. They want that Derrick Henry and Arthur Smith offense. I I could see that being the case with him. Don't think he falls past like the mid 20s. Yeah, Falcons right now, DraftKings actually has who will draft Bijan Robinson from Texas. Uh, they're standout running back. Falcons are the fourth short shot at nine to one. The Eagles at plus two fifty, the Bills at plus three fifty, and the Cowboys at four to one. Obviously, uh, reports of Zeke's legs being shot, something we've kind of seen before our eyes the last few years. Not really a newsflash. Uh, they have the Cowboys as the third short shot before the Falcons. I'd love to ask you more draft questions, Mike, but one of us decided to ask you bachelorette questions to eat some of the time, so I do apologize. 
Thank you, Mike. Fellas. I uh, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it either way. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Mike Renner, uh, Pro Football Focus, lead draft analyst at PFF underscore Mike. I think we broke some Bachelorette news, Kelly. Get this to the, uh, the Newswire stat, AP, UPI, whatever they do now. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log in to data to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Uh, bonus bets, rather. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, uh, John Balduzzi tweets in. Reality TV side note. My wife and I were on House Hunters. I get asked about it all the time. When there's a random rerun, I get texts and DMs from friends I haven't seen in 25 years. Meanwhile, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. S- sorry for, for, we might not all love every reality show out there. Like, how many episodes have I watched with a Bachelorette Gil? I, I don't know. Not a single one whole one. 0.5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's still fascinating. It's like when people ask you about your job, right? They get, fa- it's, you have an interesting job. So when people are when people do stuff like this, I want to talk about it. You sent me a great tweet here. This is this this made my morning. This is from Dan Rappaport, who does golf over at Barstool. Dan Rappaport, he says, finally got around to listening to Max Homa on Pardon My Take, and when he said he'd serve matzo ball soup at his Masters Champions dinner, I legitimately almost shed a tear. <laughs> Dan Rappaport, I'm right there with you. Yeah, Dan Rappaport does Golf Digest. He's Golf Digest, but was listening to the Barstool uh, podcast. Oh, I thought he had Barstool in his uh, little bio there as well. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yes, he I is doing right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah. Um, no, that's, uh, by the way, that's exactly what Max Homa should have if he wins the Masters. That'd be awesome. Exactly what I would have. Anyway, shout out Max Homa. Leaflet. All right, Kelly, there's a couple things we didn't get to. We, we sort of motorboated over a few things. One was this NBA division talk you wanted to talk about. You want to talk about the Southeast division. Yeah. Um, this, was, uh, this was a game uh, last night. Miami Heat. I'm just going to bring this up. This team is not good. Um, they did <laughs> Now, they did beat the Sixers last night. Another close game. This was their 13th, I believe it was. They are the, they are the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, of the NBA this year, they have they have won. Let me pull this up. I Thirteen this. and seven, I believe, is their record Thir- in one score games. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think they got their fourteenth last night, and it's most in the NBA. Oh, I thought that was thirteen last far. night. But either way, it's more it's it's more than four games better than any other team who's won one. Like it's four right. That's one what it score is. Yeah, four games better. You're right. That's what it yeah. is. Thirteen and four. That's what it was. Um, so, anyways, this team, we talked about it, JVT and I heavily on uh, Hardwood Handicappers yesterday. Let me just say that again. They're 13th yeah, winning one-score games, four more than any other team in the NBA. Thank Let's you. just make sure we're clear Thank about you. that. Um, so, this is a team. I'm just going to take you through what they've done uh, in the past uh, 17 games. They're 9-8 and eight over that span, but if you look at some of the teams that they've beaten, we're not talking about some of the premier teams in the NBA. We're start talking about some bad teams, uh, what they've beaten. They have one of the worst offenses in the league in that time. They continue to struggle to shoot. Last night, they were playing a little bit better. I know the season's getting shorter here, but you've got Quinn Snyder coming in now to, for the Atlanta Hawks. I think he's going to make a major difference. Probably not to his, him individually, Gil, but I think the fact that they're going to get any change at all is going to help the Atlanta Hawks. 
And you're talking about a game and a half separation from these two teams right mm -hmm. now. Here's what the Southeast standings look like. One and a half game lead for the Miami Heat. And they are minus $3 to win this division. I already have bets on the Hawks from preseason to win this division. I might be adding on. I think plus 250. The, 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 the schedules are pretty similar down the stretch. But you're talking about a couple, one or two heads up game between these two. And right away, the Hawks are in the driver's seat. So I don't. I I'm going to shop around today, but this might be a bet I end up adding on to a little bit. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the elephant in the room, which is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, many of us have Orlando Magic bets to win the Southeast Division. We have it at 150 to one. You know what that number is right now, Kelly? Yeah, 125 <laughs> to one. Huh? Big win last night. Huh? Big win last night. Look at us. I, I'll tell you the, the one I'm really sweating, Gil. Yeah. It's the my biggest bet. My biggest bet of the as far as money that I've outlaid, right? For a bet is the magic over 20 and eight and a half win total. Ooh, oh so every win is big from here on out. They picked up a W last night against the Pelicans. I was sitting there cheering on my couch a bit. Yeah, I think we're probably dead in that one. But I think the Hawks are really live in this market. Uh, it's one I'm going to probably add on to today. And then I don't know, you know, the other one I typed up, and we can switch over to the Pacific Division, guys. This is just, you know, with the LeBron injury adding on, this is going to be a fascinating one to watch down the, str down the stretch here because they've got the Suns favored three games behind the Sacramento Kings because we all expect that Kevin Durant's going to come mm -hmm. back and this team's going to be playing a whole lot better. You know, and then you've got following that, you've got the Clippers three and a half games out there, plus 450. The Warriors four and a half out. They're twenty to one. Now the I, Kings are plus one eighty to win that, huh? Yes, three games up. Every th this is a team that's been doubted all season long. How about it, that game this weekend? Yeah, I know. The Nuts. The I mean, for those who missed it, a an, an unbelievable one seventy six to one seventy five win over the Clippers. In double overtime. I mean, and that's their that's their season in a nutshell. Yeah. Obviously, not games like that. But what, like, what do they do well? They are a premier offensive team in the league. Like, there's no doubt about that. Anybody who wants to argue that, get out of here. They, they are one of the premier offensive teams in the league. They suck at defense. <laughs> that's that's what's been their problem all, all season long. So I don't I don't have a bet in this one, Gil. But I don't, you know. If, like even if there were strong Warriors fans out there that well, were like four and a half back, twenty to one, like well, okay. the, the Warriors are that are that betting anomaly, but it makes complete sense. The Warriors are longer shots to win their division at this point with a short runway than they are to win the title. Correct. Yes, correct. Twenty uh, to one to win the division, about sixteen to one to win the title, I believe. The other thing I'll bring up quick because I thought this was a great point from JVT yesterday. You know, noted, noted Clippers fan. Where he, we were discussing about Pelicans' chance because you know I've been I've still not counting out the Pelicans because we haven't seen Zion on the floor. If he, he gets back, play, he gets healthy. He doesn't play basketball is the problem. It, that's the problem. That's the current problem right now. Yeah. The one I will give JVT was like, well, I don't think you can count them out yet because you haven't seen that. He's he, he admitted the one he's starting to worry about is the Clippers. Because you, you, we've these guys have been playing together now, and they haven't really put together these solid stretches that you're used to seeing from championship level teams throughout the course of a season. So well, I even, even that Nuggets game they played right after the the Kings game, they were way down, and they got it to overtime, and then they get crushed by ten exactly, and OT. Exactly. So they're, they're kind of a team I can't really figure out. Like I'm still pretty high on them, but. It's, t it's reasons like that, Gil, why we keep saying the Western Conference is so wide open. 
is that teams like the Clippers haven't they haven't stood up. Are we sleeping on the Warriors? I never sleep on the Warriors. Let me just point this out. Yeah. Okay, but I'm I'm saying when I say we, is the collective basketball, you know, media, or anybody who follows the NBA, are we sleeping on the Warriors because Steph is not back yet? We're not thinking about him. But if Steph comes back in due time, has a little run up to the postseason, whatever it is, could they just? If any team can just gel, yeah, in, instantly, it would be them. It's absolutely them. Totally. I'm not counting them out. I also, I don't think people are sleeping on them, Gil, because I think everybody, basically everybody out there is saying what I'm saying, right? It's the West is so wide open. Right. Who are we really talking about? Like I, the Nuggets probably aren't even getting enough credit as they, they deserve. That's probably for true. what they've done. That's probably true. And, and it's not because we haven't seen Kevin Durant on the court yet. Nobody's freaking out about the signs. They were when they signed him, right? But we haven't been sitting here for the past three weeks saying, oh, it's the Suns championship or bust. Um, so I don't want to say anybody's sleeping on them, but th- that is where this the play-in tournament in the Western Conference could be complete chaos this year. You have, if you have teams like a healthy Warriors and a healthy Pelicans in the play-in tournament, the play-in tournament in the West right now would be Golden State seven playing Utah eight. The winner gets the seven seed. The loser would then play the winner of the nine ten game between Minnesota and New Orleans. But that's literally like right at this moment because Portland and the Lakers and Oklahoma City just on the outside looking. Yeah. In. How about OKC getting in there? That would be awesome. And SG, SGA has missed a couple games due to injury, and those odds are just whoo. Uh oh. it's like minus two fifty or something for most improved. Yeah. I don't think that reflects reality. I don't think it does either. But SGA's yeah. missed a couple games. I think that's the only thing that's made these odds shift like crazy. Well, we start with LeBron. We end with uh, with basketball as well. What was your pick in the NBA again tonight? I have a Mavericks and Jazz money line parlay. By the way, Mavericks, we don't even mention them. I had to remember who the Spurs were playing. <laughs> By the way, Ma- Mavericks, do you give them any shot to, to make a run in, in the postseason? No. I don't either. Not at all. A run in the postseason, yes. A run to the NBA Finals, hell no. Well, what I mean by run is to the conference finals, I don't. Maybe. That's a run. Sub 10%. <laughs> there you go. That's about what I got. <laughs> all right. Taylor Townsend, let's get it done. We've done all we can do. Lombardi line next with Stormy, Bonnet, Tony, and Joy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.